Hello, this Thousand Best Chinese Restaurant. We will close whole month of July for remodeling. We will reopen on August 2nd. Sorry for inconvenience. We will see you on August. Thank you. Have a good summer, everyone. Howda, howda, howda. Hey. We them boys. What's the Kylie Jenner lip pump, dude? It's like, uh, they put like, a, it's like suctions around your lips. Oh, it's it like creates a dick like pump? a seal. Yeah, it's like a dick pump for your lips. Does that actually work? I think so. And then also there are a ton of videos online where like kids do it too much and then their lips get like fucked up for like a week. Oh, does it, okay. I think basically it like gives your lip a hickey pretty much. And it works for like a night or do you got to keep on running to the bathroom and like repump? I don't them? fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried so I'm about that to do shit. that shit, dog. <laughs> yeah, you want bigger lips? Gotta be looking like. Mwah! <laughs> be like, yo, Jimmy Selesky, fucking sexy, dog. Got them DSLs, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what that's what you need. Yeah, the you just need some DSLs, dude. To you complete your look. <laughs> White t-shirt, black pants, DSLs. high top chuck, DSLs. <laughs> the complete Jimmy Selesky look, dude. I don't know. I would rather get that than like. Full on plastics. If there's if that type of stuff is available, then why would you ever get plastic surgery? Um, convenience, I guess, and also I'm sure like I don't know. I, Some people think that like uh, like you know, we're talking about people that want to get plastic surgery. Like which there is you a, have like a niche you know, breed. It's a, a niche breed. I don't want to make assumptions, but I feel like they probably have body issues. Yeah. And then they see, like, almost that, like, fucked up lip injection as, like, that's what I need. That's, like, the Barbie. Like, that's, like, the the perfect model or whatever. Even though to a regular person, you're like, why did you do that to your lips? It is crazy, especially, like, when you get old. Like, like there's, like, a distinct look of someone who has plastic surgery, especially when it's, like, when I, what I'm picturing in my head is, like, the older, like, middle-aged women that clearly have plastic surgery in their face, and it's, yeah, like, yeah. there's a very distinct plastic surgery face, you know? Yeah, no, and it's it looks like, like someone grabbed them by their cheeks and dragged <laughs> that skin behind their head and tied it in a knot. But it's, like, you know that everybody knows that that's what you're gonna look like. Why do you choose to look like that like does do you in your mind think that looking like your face like you're on a roller coaster <laughs> like with <laughs> do you think that people prefer that yeah that's just wild to me dude and to see like you know i guess now we're getting to like our mid-20s and now i guess girls our age are starting to do it you know which is like now it's like you know because when i was younger I knew people before, I, I didn't know people before plastic surgery, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just saw a lady, I'm like, that lady looks weird. My dad was like, yeah, she got, like, boob job, nose job, lip job. I was like, oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I remember what this person used to look like. Yeah. And now I know what they look like now. Well, also, it's, like, a thing as, like, your face, like, fills out and is, like, it looks natural, you know? Like, mm-hmm. in proportion to everything else. So, like, if you got, like, a nose job... Like just it like in the back of your head, you'd look at that person and be like, 
something's wrong. Like, yeah. be like, oh, okay, they got a nose job. But if you were just walking around with your regular nose, be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to walk past them. You got to have a really shitty nose for me to be like, oh, yeah, you need to get a nose job. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why people get them. I, I feel get... like people get nose, like, if they, they'll either get like a, they'll, they'll always get like a smaller nose, right? Yeah, nobody gets a bigger nose. No one nose. gets a bigger nose. Did <laughs> <laughs> you get a nose job? Your nose is looking huge, yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get stung by a bee? What happened? Why is your nose so swollen and bigger than normal? <laughs> I think I'm going to get a fucking but ear But I feel job, like, uh, yeah, I just feel like you're not doing yourself any favors by having a smaller nose. It's probably going to be harder to breathe through it. Harder to breathe. Uh, can't smell stuff as well. Yeah, like what the hell? I don't know. There's not like, you know, and I guess I'm I'm lucky because there's not really any particular part of my body that I'm like, oh, I wish I had a different this. Like, honestly, I've always kind of had wide hips. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of wanted those like cool thin hips that like michael yeah, beckman yeah. had do you remember michael beckman had like awesome hips dude well just no like yeah no i struggle with the i have wide hips too <laughs> and yeah no it it just like looks weird they used to say i have woman hips dude i yeah, don't have yeah. woman hips but like no matter how skinny i get i always look i never got that like surfer body look you know yeah, i always just look like a fucking weirdo yeah it's weird because like i feel like uh I feel like, uh, yeah, like if you're like ripped from kid till now, you have those hips. Yeah. But I think since we were like fat little middle schoolers, our hips were like, well, we got to spread out and take care of yeah. this. Our hips planned we on like, being way fat. No. Yeah, <laughs> we faked out our hips, dude. Yeah. Our hips are like, what the fuck, dude? We got way too big, dude. You were not supposed to be in shape. Our hips were like, damn, we expect you to be fat, but now that we have all this extra energy, we'll let you finally grow <laughs> taller than 5'6 in 11th grade. Exactly. Exactly, dude. We need to get hip replacements, dude. Even dude, though that's I don't mainly. Think we need hip replacements. I think because we faked out our hips, I, don't th- I think our hips are healthier than ever. We do have good hips, dude. Yeah. Now we have good man hips, dude. Yeah, yeah I got a yeah. good center of gravity. I fill out some slacks with these <laughs> hips, dude. I've always had like a my waistline has always been like bigger than my waistline is like thirty four or something. Like yeah, that. that's what, I'm like thirty four, and it's like I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like big. Isn't that big? It feels big, but then like I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like my dad's rocking like. 38 40 maybe more now yeah that's big because yeah. i put on his i've like actually put on his pants like when i was living at their house and i I would like fluctuate between like a 32 34 but 34 just like i'm not gonna hurt myself throughout the day just to feel good about putting a 32 yeah, on exactly you know? exactly i like, had to break dude i mean i went to h&m and i got a pair of shorts mm-hmm. and i know i'm a 34 yeah. I know I'm a 34. But the 34s didn't fit me. I had to get a 36. I'm like, am I wearing a fucking 36 <laughs> pair of shorts right now? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe I'm dude, wearing... your hips are still growing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My hips will not stop. <laughs> your hips finally hit puberty, dude. <laughs> um, but it's like, I, I avoid stuff like that <laughs> the older I get because I don't, you know, like I didn't have a scale... After I moved out of Ricky's ha- apartment, I didn't have a scale, so I just went. Yeah, I didn't. I just went like a year or two just without ever weighing myself. Dude, yeah, I've I've definitely been on 
a two or three year kick of not weighing myself. You don't want to know. I don't want to know, but also like, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I still feel like I would be like 180 or something, you know? Exactly, dude. I got, um, so, uh, anonymously. <laughs> you got tricked on the standing on a scale. <laughs> <laughs> One of those carnies. I was walking at a carnival. I was like, do not see it. Yeah, you fucking. accidentally walked by a truck stop and had one of the fucking weighted <laughs> scales in the road. <laughs> um, but no, so so my dad's friend uh, works for an insurance company, and they have to meet a quota. And this is just another reason. I have a lot of friends that are in insurance uh, in different lines quota of insurance. Quota of weight? <laughs> <laughs> this is life insurance. Oh, okay. So they need to meet a certain quota for uh, how many uh, policies they sign per year. And so they literally, um, if they get to the end of the season and they haven't got enough policies, they'll literally just like give, like he called, he texted me, was like, yo, can you just, um, we'll pay for it, but we're going to sign, can we, you just give me some information, I'll get you a life insurance policy and we'll pay for it. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who gets the money, them? Well, what happens is, I guess, I don't know the exact way it works, but like, it's a commissions-based system, and depending on how many policies you rack up, you get points. And depending on how many points you get, the higher percentage of commission is. So for them, mathematically, somehow it works out that even if they sign you up for a life insurance policy and put out that like $300 premium for the year, them footing that $300 premium in the long run, if yeah, it gets yeah. them more points and a higher percentage of commission, they wind up making more money in the long run. So then at the end of the year, I can just either decide to keep going by paying for it for my, by myself from then on, or I just don't pay it and it just goes away. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, I probably am just going to not pay it because, like, what do I need fucking life insurance? I don't have anybody that's relying on my income. You know, if I die, wh who, who's that? Who's who's dependent on me? Yeah, yeah. No one. Dom for the apartment? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so... And he was like, what's your weight? Like 175? And I was like, nah, like 185. Because that was like what I was the last time I weighed myself. And then I joined up at the Y and I was just like, fuck it. I stepped on the scale. I'm 207, bro. Whoa. I'm 207. Dude, you're balking. But that's the thing. like. But also, you don't look 207. I know. That's what yeah. I was thinking too. <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't look like I'm 207 dude, pounds. Muscle is heavier than fat. And that's why I think for guys the weight isn't necessarily as important because body composition is a bigger factor for guys. You know, girls are, you know, they're more body fat percentage. They're not as muscular. And so, like, girls can pretty much gauge what they're looking like based exclusively on their weight. Like, if you're a girl who's normally walking around at 130 and you step on the scale and you're 140, chances are you're 10 pounds out of shape. Yeah. For me... If I'm a grown-ass dude and I've been working out and stuff like that and I'm used to being 185 and I step on the scale and I'm 200, I could be looking better than I was looking at 185, you know? You know? Now, I don't know if I am. <laughs> I'm not saying I am. I'm not going to test that out. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's why 200, dude, that was the line, dude. I was like, I don't want to know if I'm over 200. <laughs> I never, that's why I don't look at a scale. I never thought I was going to be 200. I always thought I was going to be, like, a 190-pound man. But also, like, we're both, like, 6'2". Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, I don't feel 
really any big. It's like it's kind of weird. I'm like, what was this weight? Because I know obviously I'm not as lean as I was when I was like 21. But who the fuck is? Yeah, you know, yeah. nobody is. But like, I'm not fat, and like I certainly am not 20 pounds fatter. But like, I'm like the same strength I was back then. I was working out very consistently back then. I'm kind of working out consistently now, but like I'm not like blatantly stronger. I'm not 20 pounds of muscle stronger than I was. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm like a healthy like 10 pounds of muscle, 10 pounds of weight. And I think it's just man weight, dude. I, I think we just become bigger. You just get girth when you, you age. You get girth, dude. dude. You get girth. It's not even fat. You just get hardened. Yeah, like I don't have that. I don't have like the 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 young guy face anymore. You, you know, the young guy. armor now, dude. Yeah, dude. Somebody punches me now. I'm like, you don't. T- I, I, literally, ever since I stepped off the scab and walk around, like I'm fucking two hundred. I'll kick somebody's <laughs> ass right now. Are you kidding me? I like toss a dude clean across this room through body weight I'm like, alone. Fucking yeah. I'm like <laughs> walking around the bars. I'm like, bro, you're not even my fucking weight class, dog. Get the hell out of here, bro. I feel like 200, like that is officially, you are a fucking man, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you are a man, dude. 200 club. Because once get you get on a scale now. Once you weigh a weight that no girl could weigh without being f- obese or fat, at least, that's like. <laughs> 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 that's when you're a man. <laughs> it's like, dude, if I were a chick, I couldn't weigh this much. I'm a man. <laughs> No offense to any damn it. <laughs> I'm sure there's some I'm fucking just letting you walk your way through that. <laughs> yeah. I just want to climb back out of this hole. I'm not saying that if you're a girl <laughs> anyway, two hundred pounds. You could be really strong. I don't know. That's that's a lot though. Yeah, dude. That's so funny. I uh yeah. I feel like I gotta like start fucking moving a little bit before I step on a scale again. You know, the the main thing is is exercise it has less to do with the physical aesthetic of it, but if you've been exercising consistently, you just feel good yeah. about yourself. You know? Like I was like working out for like two weeks and two weeks in I was like Take my fucking shirt off, dude. <laughs> I look the same as I did two weeks ago. <laughs> but like now, I carry myself differently. You have like yeah. a I work out posture, dude. Chest yeah, I work out. out posture, dude, because your muscles are all sore and you don't want to like stretch them. You're right. just contracted into what you're actually supposed to look like. <laughs> That's literally just what... like the slouched over position that you've gained from not working out for Yeah, like years. I haven't had to exert any physical movement for a long time, so my body's just slumped in this little beta boy <laughs> hunchback thing. But then I get back into my fucking regular, my classic Jimmy Selesky walk with the fucking... <laughs> Somehow squirming while he's walking, but I shoulders always in the same position. A slither. Everything dude. else <laughs> moves, but the shoulders are stiff. Fucking Johnny Bravo walk, baby. <laughs> his his legs are feet in front of his body <laughs> while he walks. <laughs> Long strides, baby. <laughs> Walk one mile, dude. Check my fucking <laughs> fit clip. Sixteen steps. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, so we haven't potted since the uh, the Dem debates. Did you watch we, those? Yes, I actually did. Did you dude, watch I all of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you feel about them? Well, I thought the only like fun one to watch was the second night, just because I had all the all stars. Even though they're like, this was all random. Yeah, when I, when they said that, I was like, was it though? Was it yeah, really random? They had fucking, you know, 
Varsity was definitely second day. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, they did have Cory Booker, who I thought, and Elizabeth Warren, who I thought both of them were pretty high profile. Especially well, she Elizabeth was on the Warren. second one. Well, I thought she was on the first one. Wait, was she on the? Oh, I guess so. The yeah. first one was like Cory Booker, Beto O'Rourke, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren, um, and then that one guy from Maryland, John Delaney, who I actually kind of like. I actually kind of like, he's from Maryland though. Well, no, because I feel like <laughs> like he says things that I actually agree with and then he'll get like booed and I'm like, Man. <laughs> This guy's definitely not winning. But he'll say stuff like, you know, we could we should have universal health care, but we shouldn't take away people's private insurance and the crowd's like, Boo! Boo! <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong with that, dude? <laughs> like, we gotta have private school, public school, dude. Like, why not have the option? I don't understand the problem. But like he's like he's like, you know, definitely a more moderate Democrat. You know, yeah. also like Tulsi Gabbard or Tulsi Gabbard. I think she's first of all. I think she's super hot. Yeah, I think she's yeah. so hot. And she was on the Rogan Experience. Yeah. And I remember thinking that when I was, I was like, wow. Dude, did you hot. see that weird uh, shit that happened? Um, I, I saw it online like today or yesterday. But like she was on doing like some sort of interview, or, or it might have been during the debate. But like they're just like a pimple appeared on her chin, and then it disappeared. Like they, someone like put a pimple filter on her face. It was fucking weird. Wow. Yeah. I did not see that. Well, I, did not I see didn't it. see it either. But then I saw it online. I watched him all the way through because I was like, you know, I'm gonna just see what's going on. Dude, Joe Biden looked so bad. <laughs> he, he kept like doing. He kept like going on rants and then forget where he was going. And then <laughs> his cop out would always be like. Oh, am I out of time? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's the only person who called himself. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one who respected that rule. <laughs> he would be like, like and I you know, families. Wait, am I? I okay, I think I gotta stop him out of time. He <laughs> <laughs> like, had no idea where he was going with any of it. He's just like, oh, I'm sorry. They're like, actually, Ms. Biden, you have 15 more seconds. Do you care to. Ex- no, I'm. <laughs> I no, yield I think, the rest of my I time. Think, yeah, I think uh, I got cut off. <laughs> the <laughs> only thing that stuck out to me and. I'm sure a lot of people will probably disagree with me on this, but I thought it was so fucking cringy when they would just randomly start speaking Spanish, like the whitest. Oh yeah, candidates. all the white people. I yeah, was dude, like, was why so are you doing dumb. that? It's so cringy. Like I literally couldn't even watch it. Like, when, yeah. especially when Cory Booker didn't was like couldn't even speak Spanish. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is this is like because whenever I see stuff like that. I just I just think in the back of my mind like this is so clearly something that like some nerd freshly graduated staffer was like in the meeting like yeah, yeah. and you know what really to mis- make a big statement is if you answered the question in Spanish and it's like all right I get it but it just seems so forced and it's like yeah. why are we There are even a couple of times where like the moderators when they're introducing people they'd be like uh I don't know. There's like that one dude who's Julian actually, Castro. yeah, Julian he's Castro. the only one who's actually like Spanish. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. So then, like, uh, the moderator was like, uh, "Hola, cómo estás?" <laughs> and then they both started talking to each other in Spanish for a second. I was like, "All right, this is cool." But then, like, Beto O'Rourke's like, "Me gusta." <laughs> <laughs> No, my goose to the wall. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, dude. But the, uh, apparently, just, he's not even Hispanic at all. He just had a Hispanic nanny. <laughs> they would call him Beto. Yeah, Beto. O'Rourke. It's not a Spanish baby. name. Dude. It's not Spanish, dude. But just anything, like even like with Kamala Harris or Kamala. I don't, I've heard her name pronounced six different ways. I'm inclined yeah. to think it's Kamala, but apparently it's Kamala. I don't know. Yeah. I'm 
not but sure. But dude, she's such a fucking narc. Like you can tell she's like such like a in the system person. And like when they were all like talking over each other, and she was like, "Hold up, the American people don't want to see a food fight. They want to see us put food on the table." And everybody claps. And well, I'm like, that was like I I honestly didn't mind that stuff. I didn't. But obviously it. Like those were her only good moments, really. But it's Which, like, like it's so prepared, though. It's like you know that she was wait that she had been told, like you know, it's preemptively in any debate, there's going to be a point when everybody's going to be talking over each other, and they were like, "All right, when that happens, this is what you're going to say. You're going to speak into the mic, and you're going to say they don't want to see a food fight. They want to see us put food on the table, and it's going to make you look like the coolest person up there." And it's like it's so like scripted oh, to me. Yeah. It's almost well, it one just, of the one of her things that she said, like one of her responses or whatever, mm-hmm. the next day a t-shirt went up on our website for sale with that on it. <laughs> and it's like, damn, dude. I know. That's a little stupid of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it just seemed... It, just it seems... got so much backlash. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, definitely... And then, <laughs> and then you had... It was so funny, too, because, like, we're in, like, such, like, a woke period where, like, any time... Like uh, Kamala would get on the mic. She's like the only like person of color on the stage. Yeah. So like every person would just like peep the fuck up. Yeah. And they would talk over anyone else, but anytime Kamala got on mm-hmm. the mic, they'd be like, oh. Yeah. And then they, they, even that one point. It's going to be bad press if I talk over. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they got in that one thing where like um, they, they it was like a brief. They kind of aired. It was like kind of off topic because the the question at hand, I think, was in relation to uh, Mayor Pete's situation in South Bend, where like there was a mm-hmm. riot or some type of thing because there was a police shooting that was, they yeah. were, you know, and uh, they were asking him, and then like people just kind of deliberated, and then like in the midst of like everybody talking over each other, she was like, as the only woman of color on the stage. I think I will take some time to speak about race. And everybody just shut up and started clapping and stuff like that. And then even the moderator was like, we are going to get to you. But then like they just let her speak anyway because it's like, well, she is a black woman. So we have to let her talk about this at this moment, even though it's like yeah. out of turn. And I mean, it's like, I don't know. Other I, people responding to other stuff. So like it was, it was, I think it was a fair like um, interjection or whatever. But also, yeah, the moderators were like very like squeamish. I remember that because they're like, "Well, we were gonna ask you that question next, but uh, go ahead." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those moments that you, you could see a lot of that. Instead happen. of like being like, oh, "Okay, that brings up our next topic. Here's the question. You can tie in that." Too. Exactly, exactly. Um, Bernie, you know, I kind of feel bad for Bernie because I, I I feel like he's kind of uh, no longer the center of attention in those yeah, things. Yeah, just because everyone leached off his ideas. Exactly. And I think. I think the only thing that hurt him was, like, not personally, I don't think it hurt him. I think I, like, respected it. He was, like, the only person that was still talking the same shit he was talking last time. Yeah. He was the only one that didn't, like, switch up or change up. Mm -hmm. He was the only one that was, like, still hammering all of his points. Which is potentially uh, damaging because I feel like, you know, I give him a lot of credit. Even though, again, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of his ideas, um, there was a time when I, I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, because I was kind of I was into him for for a period of time in the 2016 election cycle, 
And I wholeheartedly, you got to give him credit for being really the first person to take those ideas and put them on the mainstream. I mean, he really mm-hmm. was. He, I mean, that that primary between him and Hillary Clinton was kind of like a major fork in the road for the Democratic Party because you had Hillary Clinton, who was the classic establishment centrist Democrat, who like once Bernie Sanders started pushing the progressive. Uh, it, pushing it t- towards the left, then she started to try to have to like feign being yeah, more leftist than she exactly. was. But now it's like people in the past four years, his original platforms have been developed in, upon so much and evolved so much that like it's almost like when he is still hammering the same things he was hammering four years ago, it almost kind of seems like banal at this point because everybody I else mean, is kind of really like a little because. Bit that shit still hasn't gotten done yet. True, <laughs> true. But it's like now everybody's saying it, so it's like you can't really. Yeah, but I, I don't. I think that's them towing the line. I yeah. don't think that's them actually. That's what their main focus is going to be. I think they have to say that because they're competing with Barney. They're yeah. competing with him, and then they say their thing. Like they have their thing, and then they're like, "Well, and then also here's this other tiny little thing that I'm going to do just to be like." All right, and one. And yeah. That next person's like, oh, well, you know, I got two other things. Mm-hmm. Well, I got three. And then, yeah. like, someone else is like, well, hey, I actually have that one, too. Yeah. So I'm kind of up there, too. And then he just sits back and is like, fine. Bicker over all this small <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know who else is kind of a... Again, boy. <laughs> 1%, baby. You know who else is I kind of... Not at all because of the... But everybody's been talking about that. That, that yeah, kind of... Oh, yeah. Another yeah, yeah. pretty hot. Very milfy. Yeah, yeah. Very milfy. I'm very because her thing, like her title underneath her name, was author. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant. Like, like does she just write books? I think so. I think she's just like a book writer. Okay. And it showed because she was and really she was literally <laughs> just being like, "You guys are up here talking about policy, this plan for that, the and I'm just system. saying." And Whoa. I'm saying we have a sickness care system. <laughs> <laughs> Which, but honestly, I mean, honestly, that's kinda, like... Good, it was a good line, but she she kind of took it the wrong way when she said yeah, it. Yeah, but, I mean, she's just like... She's the only one that's kind of like... Uh, it's it's almost like how like Trump was in the Republican primaries. He was the only person that was talking like a real person. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's what people resonate with Marianne for. Yeah. Just because, like, dude... So many girls are crystal girls now. So many girls are like... Girls love crystals. Chris, girls, dude. I think she has literally just through memes, <laughs> she has the entire Democratic female party support. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's wild. It is wild. And and you're right because like out of 20 candidates, there are, there are a couple people that are better at it than others, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernie Sanders, I think, is good at it. You know, when even I'm sure every everybody when you go into a debate has certain things that they plan on saying and things that they want to lines that they want to deliver. Mm-hmm. But he's really good at just seeming natural. Yeah. Um. Some of them are so fucking blatant about it, and I think it's almost weird oh. because what was that one guy who kept piping up? He had that little boy haircut. Uh, Eric Swalwell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hated dude. him because his name was Eric too. But then also he just <laughs> kept like piping up and saying dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm president. We're going to break up with Russia and make up with NATO. Well, and then he kept being like, you have to give, you have to pass the baton to the younger generation. (laughs) And you know who said that to me? 
Vice President Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Joe, they go to Joe and he's like, fuck, <laughs> I did say that. And then they're like, Joe, do you want to respond to that? And he's like, well, I'm not ready to give it up just yet. <laughs> it's like, that doesn't sound good either, Joe. <laughs> Sounds like you're an old man just clinging on to your position of power. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was high when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was fucked up on some Percocets when I said that. <laughs> you know, I kind of blacked out that whole speech. Would you? Can you toss me another beer, by the way? It's kind of weird because um, I really do think whether whether the Americans like it or not, we have really in the just in the past couple of years gotten so used to the president just not being one of those types of characters, you know, and yeah. just being like so kind of you know whether you think it's ridiculous or honest or whatever, and then to watch a political debate that kind of I guess reverted back to the conventional way of doing things mm -hmm. i feel like it was kind of like a culture shock in a way it's like oh is this how things used to be like where's the guy up there just being think, like i don't think they've ever been like that since last year hmm. like i like you know i wasn't watching the debates when i was you know 18 or whenever like the obama election was because i was like oh, i'm either just gonna vote for obama or the Green Party candidate yeah. <laughs> just to throw my vote away. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's ever been such like a weird caddy. Like, dude, it's like a bunch of kids just arguing. Like, yeah. it's like, it looks like it's like the school government election. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Everyone's old and they're all like cranky and like snipping at each other. Yeah. I'm just, I, I do wonder, you know, if you had to guess, who do you think is going to win the primary for the Democrats? Primary? At, I think uh, Bernie. You think Bernie's going to take it? I think Bernie's going to get it, or Marianne might get just the, not even like the, it's it's almost like an ironic vote, but like, because she is Democratic, I think people are going to be comfortable doing it. Yeah. And I think she might get like when you like nominate the nerd for prom king and everyone <laughs> thinks it's a funny joke, but then everyone does it. So then she gets it. Um, so Bernie, her, and then third runner up. I think Andrew Yang, maybe, and, you know, for yeah, a thousand bucks a month only. Andrew Yang is another one of the candidates that I really, really like and respect. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't, I'm not necessarily sure about... If it's just because he was on Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> so far, Jimmy only likes the candidates that have been on well, Rogan. Well, because I feel like I honestly, you know, I'd, li I'd be interested to see a person like Kamala Harris on Rogan or mm -hmm. Cory Booker or Beto O'Rourke because I'd be interested to see how they can handle themselves in a three-hour free-form conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, when I see somebody... Did you see, um, just to interject really quick, just because I'm thinking about it, um, did you see Elizabeth Warren on Breakfast Club? No, I did hear that she was on... called her the original Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> <laughs> like, on to her yeah, face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, wait a minute, so you're not actually Native American? Oh, so you're kind of like the original Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny i do i like Charlemagne for doing that that's funny but uh but i mean no i kind of see where you're getting at just because like if someone's willing to go on a three-hour conversational free form 
literally you could talk about anything Joe Rogan podcasts and they don't seem like they're faking it. Mm-hmm. That like already makes me like like you a little bit more as a candidate just because I know you're not actually you're not faking it. Uh, yeah, you know? I just have you're to know not, you're, you're genuine. Real. Like you have to be like 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 I said, that's one of the reasons why I liked Bernie Sanders and continue to like Bernie Sanders even though yeah. I don't agree with him because he's genuine. Yeah, if yeah. you're a genuine person, you genuinely believe in the things you're saying, then I respect that. What I don't respect is the people who I feel like are only saying things because they feel like that's what they need to say to get the most votes mm-hmm. or to play to a certain uh, group of people at a certain time, which is why I thought the Spanish thing was so hokey because it seems forced and when you're doing something that's forced, it says, well, you have consciously thought, I'm going to do this because it's going to appeal to a certain group of people and that's the voting class that I want or the one that I need. And it's like, okay, well, now I know that you're clearly pandering. Yeah. you know. And it's also another thing I thought about like, it is kind of like, how do the other immigrant groups in the country feel that like, you know, like there's there's plenty of people that speak different languages in the country. Why specifically Spanish was the one that they decided to go with as like the other language they're going to speak? I mean, because I guess it's the, the second biggest issue, language. Yeah. The fucking camps with the kids in them. Mm-hmm. Like it's a hot topic right now. Yeah. They got to get, it's like a, it's, remember how, like, in high school, we, like, figured out the Facebook formula and we had Lykonomics? Yes. Po- politicians are literally just doing Lykonomics, but for votes. Yeah. You know, the thing that I kind of... The only thing I will say about Andrew Yang is he n- may not be a one-issue candidate, but um, the way he presented himself in the debate, if you weren't already familiar with him possibly by seeing him on the Rogan experience or you know in any other interview he kind of came off as a one issue candidate yeah and they didn't well, really give him the time of day to kind of yeah they really only that. asked him about that mm-hmm. they asked him about one issue and then he wasn't he's not you know he's not a politician so he's not going to be in there trying to climb and over everyone's you know talking yeah. points and yeah Dude, yeah, he, he wasn't ever he never tried to talk over anybody. He mm-hmm. just kind of sat there, waited to be addressed. Yeah. And and that was another thing I liked, but I guess, you know, when you're in a forum like that, especially, you know, 20, 20 candidates, dude, yeah. 10 people on the stage. Like I remember like if you remember the Republican primaries, um It was like 16 or something. Yeah. And the reason they did that was uh looking back because people forget that the Republicans did not like the Republican establishment did not like Trump when he started out. No, yeah. Donald Trump won the base. He did not win the establishment. The Republican establishment despised him because he kind of came in and made a mockery of their entire thing. He just hijacked the Republican Party because obviously if there was a party you were going to win, you know, out of the two, it was going to be the Republicans if you're Donald Trump. But like, I mean, they kept, you know, he even called it out at a debate. He's like, you know, there's 16 people on the stage. It's a joke. Like you're doing this to kind of to minimize like my platform, where it's very clear there was like maybe two other people that even had a shot against him. Maybe Marco mm-hmm. Rubio and Ted Cruz were the only people that really had a shot at the Dude, election. people thought Jeb was the one, and then he just fucking, well, he ate shit so many times. Donald Trump, <laughs> he, Donald Trump psyched Jeb out, and I felt bad because Jeb seems like a nice guy. Yeah. But again, it's like, you know, we almost but don't nice think. nice guy's not built for that. Yeah. You almost think about how like, uh, you know, George H.W. Bush was president from 88 to 92. And then we had uh, Clinton from 92 to 2000. And then we had 
uh, George Bush, 2000 to 2008, and then we had Obama, and then we were about to either have another Bush or another Clinton potentially in that 2016 cycle. And it's like, why are we see like we're seeing the same people? Like we had, we were gonna have three Bushes in 23 years and two Clintons, and it's like we're just kind of almost have a ruling class at this point. Like it was good that somebody else came in and took that out, but like. What I was going to say about Andrew Yang, I it was very clear and and Tulsi, I don't I still don't know if it's Gabbard or Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Cap Tulsi Gabbard. I wish it was Gabbard. I feel like it's a cool name. Gabbard. Gabbard. Um, but Tulsi Gabbard, she went on uh, Tucker Carlson's show, uh, and talked about of the the what she perceived as a very clear bias in that debate towards certain candidates from the moderators. Um, you know, certain candidates that they would allow to speak well over their time without stopping. You know, they did not. They Joe Biden literally had to stop himself. Ka- Kamala Harris, they never stopped ever. You know, when she was interjecting, she got the floor. Um, but then you had other people that like they just kind of treated like shit. And like and you can also tell the bias based off of who they address questions to, you know, because how many you know, they how many questions that they address directly to Mayor Pete, you know, how many times did they give him the opening statement on, on, on you know, X amount of issues? Mm-hmm. It's like they're very clearly steering it towards a certain candidate. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the other thing I respect about um, Tulsi is that she went on Tucker Carlson's show, which is a Fox News show, even though I can't stand – I really am I – I find Fox News, most of their shows, to be very obnoxious, just like most people. Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching Tucker Carlson. I think he's, I think he's a pretty – I think he's got his head on his shoulders, right? You know, he might not have, he might not have, he might not, again, he might not have every idea that I agree with or that most people agree with, but I, I find him to be, a, I think he's a good, honest dude. I've and never I th- seen any of his shit. Um, he, he's, he's cool. He's, he's the guy who took over Bill O'Reilly's slot. And he's like much, he's easily the most moderate person on the network. And he doesn't, you know, he does typical Fox News shit, like cover like a fucking like segment where he'll be like, this trans dog wants to use a bathroom. <laughs> Not really like that. But just every now and then you just watch it and he'll just like make a quick joke about it and like get back to stuff. And I'm like, all right, I can, that's funny. That's cool. Whatever. He's not like getting all angry about it. But she went on his show and, and, and they agreed on so many different topics. And that was another thing I respected about her is that she seems to be somebody who's open to the discussion, mm-hmm. which I feel like so many Democrats on that stage just completely just stonewall any idea of like anything other than exactly what they're but it's crazy because they all have like groupthink and all pretty much had the same plan but they're all just like stepping over each other to be like but it's mine no it's me no Mm -hmm. no it's mine yeah nobody really nobody really um well i don't say nobody but there are very few people who uh stepped outside of that, um, and kind of uh, separate, distinguish, separate themselves from the pack. You know, you got. I mean, 20 there candidates. was that one old guy who was like, "I'm anti universal health care, or whatever." Mm-hmm. Or I, he I forget and, what it was. He was like the Colorado senator. Yeah, Hickenlooper, I think. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think he came off well. He was on the first night, right? Um, maybe was, I forget. I'm I not forget sure. When he was no. on, but. Uh, he like came off very well, and he was he was probably the only candidate on stage. Uh, I think they have something close to universal health care in Colorado or something, yeah. or like something. Uh, 
but he was the only one who actually had, you know, walked the walk and actually done it. Like, he was the only one that actually, like, in Colorado, they've done pretty much all this stuff we're trying to get nationwide, and he's had success doing it. Yeah, exactly. And that that's a cool thing to run on, too. And that was another thing that um, when I was talking about John Delaney, the, uh, the Maryland representative or senator, whatever the fuck he is, mm-hmm. um, he was another one who who was saying like you know I, I'm I'm for a, a, a universal healthcare system, but not if it means that we're not going to allow people to have the option to have private insurance if that's what they want. To me, like I said, it's the same thing as like you know, universal primary education, uh, you know, uh, public schools. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that but making going to Calvert Hall Loyola illegal? Why? Yeah. You know why why can't people have the option? to have their own private insurance if that's what they want, you know? Yeah, I'm yeah. not against providing health care for everybody. You know, I think it's a conversation that, that, you know, is a difficult one. But, like, just the fact that so many people on that stage even felt like they couldn't even say that mm-hmm. because they're driven by this kind of, like, hive mind, like you said, groupthink, where if you, like, there's just certain things that even though there's, a lot they of have, people... They all have a checklist, and most of them have the same checklist. Mm-hmm. And they're all getting through that shit, and then I forget where I was going. <laughs> no, 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 finished no, it, dude. <laughs> no, but you're right, and it's like, you know, I often I, I wonder, um, how that mentality is going to fare them in the general election because the reality is, or if they get elected, because they're not running off their own ideas, they're not going to have the same passion for it, and then. What's going to give them incentive to come up with other ideas because no one liked their other ideas? What do you you mean? Like if they get a you mean if they do win the presidency, are they going to actually follow through with it? Yeah, probably not. No, so yeah, what I'm trying to say is I said it terribly, <laughs> uh, but like the reason I like Bernie so much is because, like I said before, he's basically the only person who stuck to his guns, uh, and. He has the passion, I think. Like, in a leader, you need someone who has, like, a good, not moral compass, but, like, kind of almost, you know, pretty much that. Yeah. They need to know what's right. He has ideas for universal health care, you know, tuition reimbursement or whatever the fuck it is, like the debt cancellation. I don't have any student debt. I don't care about that. Yeah. But Me neither. Uh, you know, dropped out of college, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But like, or like free education, all of his running platform ideas. Because those are his original ideas, he's going to have more of a passion to actually do that shit in the long run. For sure. Like that's his actual like shit he wants to do. A lot of those other people are just like handpicked because like they have a good look, they have a good story. They, you know, they have some fucking dumb tick in their head that's like, oh, well, you know, you're going to be a president one day. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be the president. You're going to be the ruler of America. You're going to be the big honcho. Like, just fucking narcissists. Yes, and that's another thing to think about. Like, when somebody was like, oh, you know, this person, that person has an ego. I'm like, well, let's let's be real here. I feel like anybody who legitimately makes a run for the president of the United States, you got to have some sort of ego. Maybe you have what, to have be a some bad sort ego. of delusion of grandeur. Yeah, like, you th- you're literally saying... You literally saying, think... You're going to win. Of all the people, of all the 330 million people in this country, I am the best person to do this. I am the most likable. Yeah. I am the best. 
It's going to be a landslide. Yeah, you clearly have to have some, maybe it's not a delusion of grandeur, but you you definitely think highly of yourself to do it, which isn't a bad thing because anybody who does anything at the highest level has to, you know, the greats at basketball thought they were great before anyone else thought they were great. So it's like, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, no. But I... I, Oh, go on. I I just wanted to piggyback off the basketball thing Mm -hmm. because like... There are a ton of people who still think they could have played pro basketball and definitely aren't. Oh, yeah. Or, like, there's, you know, like, you know, I was playing uh, NCAA football and then I, you know, sprained my pinky on recruit day for the NFL and I didn't get it, but I could have. Yeah. But, like, there's only one Steph Curry. There's only, like, one MJ, you know? Like, there's, there's there's a point where... You're cocky enough, but then also you can walk the walk. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, I think the reason why we are more comfortable with, like, an older president, I feel like just a young person running for president, you immediately just think they're cocky. You immediately think they're just, like, you know, power hungry or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like at least you could rationalize without even asking the question or anyone asking the question. When you see an old person running for president, you're like, all right, you know, they have a lot of experience. Maybe a ton of people were like, you got to do this. Like you have the right ideas. We want you to do this. Mm -hmm. You've seen, you've seen shit. You've existed long enough to see history repeat itself. You've, you've noticed a pattern, you know, that's the thing. That's, that's what, that's what experience is. There's a, I saw it somewhere on like a meme or something. I fucking know what it was, but it was like, it was like experience is advice you get right after you need it, and that's it, it because when you live, you go through shit, and whether you like it or not, however it plays out, you learn something from that. But you learn something that you necessarily couldn't have hypothesized prior. You know, you've seen, you've noticed patterns, you've seen how shit works, you've seen history repeat itself. So when you're at like 60 years old, 70 years old, especially if you've been in that line of business or really like if you're in Trump's situation where you were, a, you were a real estate developer, like you've existed long enough to know, to have an idea of what's going on. Like uh, you, you could take the most intelligent 25 year old and put them against somebody who's 70 years old and and that 70 year old, even if he's not quite as sharp as a 25 year old, is going to have so much more of a wealth of experience and just understanding of how the world works because he's had kids and he's put them through college and they had kids who are now in college. And it's like, you know, that's why the forefathers, when they drafted the constitution, they made age limits on certain things. Like you got to be 35 for president. Yeah. 25 to be a representative, 30 to be a Senator and 35 to be president. And that was based off of, that was based off of like 1780s versions of what a 25 30 and 35 yeah, year old were 25 year old back then is like a 50 year old now absolutely 30 year old back then is literally a geezer yes yeah like a 35 year old the life expectancy was what 40 something like by the time you were 35 also well i don't know i've heard people say that that's kind of false too yeah i mean like, i'm exaggerating they were just like, like i think just so many people were dying that it brought the age range yeah yeah yeah. obviously you know guys like ben franklin and washington they all live to be old but like i'm thinking just in terms of like the culture like the 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 time at which things became normal like 
if you were in 1780, it was perfectly normal to be getting married if you were 16 or 18 years old or something like that. It was perfectly normal that if you were 30, you have a kid who could very well be in like middle school or like 12, 13. By the time you're 35, your kid could be in college at that age. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever college was back then. So like 35 back then is completely different than the 35-year-old now who like if you're a 35-year-old dude, chances are you might still not even have a kid. You know, that's totally normal. It's not weird to be 35 without a kid. But back then, it's like, dude, my kid's in college. I'm 35. So, like, you know, when you look... So, even though some of these candidates are technically old enough to run for president by constitutional standards, I think there's still something that sits in a lot of Americans' eyes when they look at it and they're like, but really, is a 36-year-old really going to be fucking president? You know? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to... Uh yeah, it's hard to like look past that even too. And I think that's maybe just like a freaking like genetic coding or whatever, you yeah. know? Like I don't think it's something that is like unnatural. No, it's perfectly natural. I mean, you look at it, you know, I, that, the thing that I was going to say is I I wonder if the Democratic Party because this is big, this is obviously a humongous election uh for them. Obviously. And I wonder if they're going to wind up picking the candidate that has the best chance at beating Trump since that is clearly their goal, you know? And if you ask me, picking the most progressive person on that stage is not the answer to that question. Because you might fare well in a Democratic primary where everyone is pretty much at least on the same side as you in terms of political thinking at varying levels of how far they're willing to go with it. Uh But when you reach out to the general public, which is why they say so many candidates kind of change their lines so drastically when they're campaigning in their party versus when they campaign to the... For the general election, yeah. Because you can't maintain those same hardline ideas. Yeah, you're trying to get some of the other side at Mm -hmm. that point. So... And you're fighting for the undecided. You know, the, th- the first thing that stuck out to me, the main thing that stuck out to me when I was watching that, obviously the first thing was the cheesiness of certain candidates because that was literally the first thing I thought was when they opened up with the Spanish, I was like, oh my fucking God, this is, I'm just, I can't even watch this. And you then, know, all of them thought that, like the ones that did it, they all thought they're like, oh, I'm going to be the only one that does this. Yeah. And then like you're next and the person before you is like, Hola. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. That was my thing. <laughs> my thing. I was going to speak bad Spanish and embarrass myself. But, like, the main thing that stuck out to me is how few candidates ever really mentioned uh, bringing jobs to certain areas and just kind of empathizing with the American worker in general. There I were think the people. only one really was Andrew Yang. Yeah, he did. Um, the guy from uh, Colorado did. John Delaney did. Even surprisingly, Elizabeth Warren mentioned it. But very the out of twenty candidates, the 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 fact that only three or four of them, and probably Tulsi did too, but only three or four of them even touched upon the idea of bringing people jobs because that's like. I mean, that's ultimately, above all things, like if people are working and people are making money, they have a source of income, all those other problems that we're discussing kind of like, you know, like 
even 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 the immigration problem is like if people have jobs and they're working and even to the people in the other countries, if they're working in their country, there's no reason for them to come here. Like everything kind of starts at the home. And if you have a source of income, everything else kind of figures itself out. You might be able to find an affordable health plan, health plan if you have a job where you can budget out and be like, it's, it's the fact that so many people don't have a source of income, that they're not working, that all these other problems kind of like snowball off of. And the amount of people that didn't even bring that up was was shocking to me. Not shocking to me because I've come to expect it. Um, based off of the the kind of things that have been tossed around the public square lately, the topics that we're discussing. But when you get to a general election and you're appealing, you're campaigning to the entirety of the American public. You take an idea like we're gonna raise taxes impose a universal health care system, take away your private care system. We're going to give uh, universal health care to illegal immigrants as well. We're going to let them vote. We're going to do this, that, the other thing. That's not going to fly with anyone who's not a pretty solid leftist, in my opinion. There's not too many moderate people that aren't that are interested in, in those types of things. Yeah. I mean, but also at the same time, like, uh, that's what, like, congress is for and the senate or whatever Mm -hmm. like i look at it like this like i enjoy ben shapiro would i think you know if ben shapiro were to run for president would i vote for him in a primary i don't think so i i mean i might if he was really the only person that i like liked in the republican primary i'm not a republican so i I, i'm not registered as anything so i wouldn't be able to vote in any primary but if i was um speaking on the republican side like uh I don't think I'd necessarily vote for him because I'd know that even though even though I agree with him for the most part on several things, when it comes down to it, he's a little too far conservative to appeal to a general election. Like when you're still saying that you don't agree with gay marriage, when you're still saying that you don't agree with legalization of marijuana and things like that, it's like, dude, that's not going to carry you for anyone who's not... Uh, pretty conservative you know you need to find somebody who can actually appeal to the other side and i don't know if the democrat base is going to necessarily put up the person who's going to do the best job of that i fear for them that they're going to pick someone who is super energetic and super progressive and they're going to get to the general election and people are going to be like wait a second you're just going to cancel all student death debt everybody's going to get fucking health care we're gonna, you know, we're not gonna give a fuck about people coming into the country illegal anymore. We're just gonna just not give a fuck at all. And then like, it's just like I don't know. I don't think that's gonna work on the grand scale. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think the student debt thing, like we bailed out Wall Street. We can fucking that's a fraction of that. Uh, I don't think that's that big of a thing. I think it's like it's kind of like a cop out, but. But it's like it's definitely a thing that like there's so many people that are just like so in debt, and I feel like that's such an easy talking point for some people to bring up just because like I don't know like you know everything that's going on right now like the wages debt all that shit it's all kind of like snowballed into like there's a big class of Americans that are like living check to check and like 
you know, struggling to pay their, uh, like, student bills or whatever. And if that's that light at the end of the tunnel that they're hoping for, it's an easy fucking hook, line, and sinker for that vote. Yes, and and I will say this to that because I've kind of pulled back a little bit um, on my thoughts about that because, you know, when Jordan was on here and he had some good points about it, um, uh, I think a lot of the reason why I was so, like, super against it at first when it was first being proposed was just because of kind of like a personal, like, you know, when we were in, when we were graduating high school and we were like literally embarrassed to tell our friends that we're not going to college and literally people would be people when I was working at seasons, I would literally lie and tell them I'm a sophomore at Towson because I didn't feel like getting a lecture from every single table that I served. When I was uh, at the movie theater, I kept up a ruse for a while that I was still going to college. And so we didn't go along with that. And the same people, the same people, that 10 years ago would laugh at our face about the fact that we didn't go to college are now the same people 10 years later, presently, that are looking to be bailed out for the bad decision that a lot of them made. Not everybody who went to college made a bad decision. Obviously, there's plenty of people who are doing better than us who went to college, obviously. But many people aren't. Many people are actually doing worse than us and also with the added fact that they have a bunch of debt. So I'm not necessarily opposed to it as much as I was before because I realized that so much of that was just off of that personal kind of just like spite, like you know what, fuck you then. Yeah, you know, yeah. fuck you. I had to, I had to live with the fact that I wasn't going to college and feel like a fucking loser until I finally got something going for myself. While you were in college having fucking fun and going to frat parties and doing shit like that, and now, and now here you're we trying are. to figure it out, and I'm like, haha, I figured it yeah, out. Yeah, I figured it out. So it's like you know what, you now now this is what you get to figure out. You yeah, figure yeah. out how you're going to pay off that debt. But like at the same time, there's still a part of me that goes, yes, I acknowledge that student debt is the I think it's like the number one or number two biggest uh, market of debt in the country. It's like $1.4 trillion. I think it's like second only to credit card debt or something like that. And uh, so it's like more than mortgage, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I look at it and I'm like, okay, so there's obviously that is a major form of debt. But there's plenty of Americans, plenty of Americans that are struggling that they're not necessarily struggling because of their college debt. They might be struggling because of their mortgage debt. They might credit card debt. They might be struggling because they got a business loan to start a business and it didn't work out and now they're heavily indebted to that. You know, so why so so if you want to talk about imposing some sort of tax that's going to uh, you know, siphon some money off of Wall Street or whatever, um it's going to do something to get this money that we're going to give to a certain group of people to bail them out of mm-hmm. a specific thing. It's like, well, why why only the people who are in debt because of college? Like, if we can access, you're saying, $1.4 trillion worth of money, why doesn't everyone who's struggling get that? Why do we look at people who didn't go to college and are struggling and say, well, this guy over here has student debt, so we're going to give him basically $50,000 to not pay that. Yeah, but yeah. you, sir, working as a mechanic and trying to raise a family, you don't get any of that because your debt wasn't what we decided is what you get bailed out from. Oh, yeah. You who started a restaurant, you don't get any money. Dude, if there's a way for us to be able to, like, pay off our cars with the student loan refund, that'd be sick. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I I just look at it. I look at everything like, um, you know, 
I look at college obviously as uh, it's an investment in your career. That's what it is. And so everyone, it's not the investment in your career. It's an investment in your career. So if you say, I'm going to take $25,000 a year and go to this good school, it's because you think that after $100,000 worth of education, in the long run, that's going to pan out to you having a much better job and making more money in the long run. That's the yeah. only reason anybody would ever go to college is because they thought they were going to make more money as a result of it, mm-hmm. or they thought that that initial debt and investment would be worth it. I always use this example, but like, I think it's a, I think it's a fair example is that you know, if you looked at my situation specific, specifically and talk, talked about all the money I spent on equipment and building a studio and things like that, um, or anybody else's situation who maybe they started a business or anything like that, like everybody makes an investment in their career. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's investment in their career is necessarily college. Many people make an investment in their career doing stuff like I did or what you did or anything else. Yeah. So again, why is it that we're only focusing on one group of people to bail them out when there's millions and millions and millions of Americans who are struggling not because of college but because of something else and and maybe it's because they were also trying to better themselves and it didn't work out you know so I again I'm not opposed to bailing out the American public what I'm just opposed to ignoring the fact that college grads are not the only ones fucking struggling and the fact that you're trying to appeal to them and and pander them and just give them what they want with and ignoring everybody else it's again it shows a blatant disregard or unawareness of the american worker that's something i mean also i think that's like um i think a couple candidates did address that though along with the debt cancellation or whatever free tuition i think a lot of people are talking about what's up your windows up oh yeah they're up um jimmy's closing his windows in his car (laughs) but uh yeah i think uh a candidate's response to what Jimmy was talking about would be the fact that uh, people are talking about raising minimum wage, and Andrew Yang was talking about basic income. Uh, I mean, some candidates do have a response for that, yeah. but they're not being taken as seriously as uh, you know the big, big like word things, yeah. Yeah. like student debt cancellation. Those three words. It's resonate. a ringer. It's a ringer. It's just. It's yeah. just like that's like that's a thing you can say, and it, it latches on to a lot of people's sympathies because such a human, such a humongous, 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 such a humongous portion of the Democratic base is educated college graduates uh-huh. who are struggling, who are dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> are, their whole exactly. base. <laughs> that's their entire base. Educated college graduates who are in debt. So that's why you hear the Democrats appealing to them but it's again it's just like i i just i understand why they're doing it but that specific policy just the, the specific focus like dude who couldn't use if you if dude, one that point, rain is cooling us off it feels so oh good. yeah it's great it's great 1.4 do the math real quick 1.4 million trillion dollars in Jesus, student i'm debt. not doing that math <laughs> you fucking freak i'll do it right now 1.4 greek freak over here trillion dollars I don't even know how many zeros that is. Hold on a second. That's one. Is it after and then billion? Four. That's 1,400. 14, 1.4 million. 1.4 billion. 1.4 trillion. Divided by 330 million people. That's how many people are in America. 
That means that if you took $1.4 trillion that you could supposedly put entirely towards student debt mm -hmm. and instead divided that among every American citizen, that would be $4,200. Okay, so $4,200. $4,200. Who couldn't, and that, that would be for every American. So if you're a household of four, you'd be getting 16000 something dollars. If you're a single well, person. I mean, it's only going to go to people. Over eighteen, I assume. Yeah, over eighteen. But they could do a base reimbursement to a four-year-old. Sure, 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 sure. They <laughs> was could pre-K expensive or something. But I'm just thinking in terms of like, even if they just gave it to every person over eighteen, well, that would be even more money. I mean, that now that let's yeah. say that would be even more money. So now you're talking about ten thousand dollars or, or fifteen thousand dollars. Who couldn't use fifteen thousand dollars? If you could even give that fifteen thousand dollars to the people who graduated college and are in debt, obviously, and that yeah. fifteen thousand dollars would help them too. Yeah, yeah. That's an extra. Oh, that's an extra fifteen hundred a month. Yeah. I mean, you give somebody fifteen hundred dollars a month. That's gonna that's gonna help them out a lot for that year. In it's only five hundred more than Andrew Yang's promising. Just saying. Exactly. Dude. Just exactly. Saying. So that's why I'm more in alignment with a guy like Andrew Yang who's saying, like, look, everybody's struggling. Everybody's got problems. Not everybody had the means to even go to college in the first place, yeah. to even be considered for being bailed out of making a dumb decision. So why don't we help everybody? Mm -hmm. You know? So I don't know. <laughs> Yang for president, <laughs> I'm baby. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta I, I just so I, I I the only reason I think about it like that is because Fuck you for going to college. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Like, I get it, but fuck you, dude. Respect, though, because I could never Respect fucking do that, that shit. Dog. Never yeah, fucking college do that sucks, shit. dude. Yo, if that shit doesn't pan out, ha-ha. Ha-ha, <laughs> 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 we still don't have student loan debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that is completely meaningless, meaningless conversation to me. Yeah, dude. The only other thing is, like, they have kind of, like, let me light dude, this cig real quick. Those are single issue voters, dude. Student debt reliefs. Mm -hmm. They have this kind of way SDRs, of dude. sneaking in shit so that it doesn't feel like it's going to affect you. Like they're like, we're going to pay for it by a tax on Wall Street speculation. And people are like, well, that only matters to you. It's like, well, I have a retirement account. You know, if you have a retirement account, that means that your account is on Wall Street. It's it's yeah. making making and losing money based off of the stock market speculation on Wall Street and wherever the fuck else it's going on. So when they say shit like, oh, we're just going to impose a tax on Wall Street, so it's not going to affect, bless you, it's Thank not going to affect the average American. It's like, well, I am probably the most average American you're ever going to fucking find in terms <laughs> of like just being completely in the fucking middle. And it would affect me. So I would effectively be paying a portion of my retirement and things like that, bless you. Rain's dusting off the pollen, dude. Oh, yeah, it's great. I would Ooh. effectively, and so would you, we would be effectively be paying for that, which bugs me, dog. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I'm already paying for a bunch of shit I don't understand anyway. I don't really care. I need to bang at least seven more college chicks before I'm okay with it, dude. <laughs> I don't know why that would help. Dude, I just clock's ticking, dude. Clock's ticking, dude. Uh, oh, speaking of that. Oh, so I'm playing. Speaking of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing at the horse, uh -huh. and these girls are like, up front and stuff like that and after we get talking turns out this chick lives in the same building as me Ooh, i was like that's on your bucket list this that is on my bucket list that is on my bucket list but i was just thinking like this is this is too much dude i said to dom i was like you know that's it sounds like the greatest thing in the world but it could also be the worst thing in the world True. you know what i'm saying like if shit doesn't work out which it won't 
Once I mean, it's also, <laughs> it's still so early enough that you could find out that she has a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She asked me. She was like, are you single? She got my Whoa. number everything. So, like, that's that's why we know. That's why we know. But uh, You're in phase two already. Yeah, we're already in phase two. I'm, at, I'm currently at the one number on my elevator from getting ass. Damn. Spectrum. So... That's where you guys. Man, that's, that's a shady Venn diagram, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's uh. Whew. On the bright side, so you got the cons. Uh, things aren't gonna work out inevitably. Then I have this awkward relationship with this girl that I'm. Yeah, you might see at the gym or the pool or the mm-hmm. laundry room. Yeah, or... just like oh man, this sucks. Uh, pros. I get to knock that off my bucket list. Yeah. Uh, I will be one step closer to being okay with paying off student debt. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it. That's I think it. I think just the fact that an elevator ride away, I feel like that's a separate thing than bucket list of banging someone in your building. What do you mean? Just someone, I feel like that should count as two. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just one, I think you got three pros. Well, anybody in my building is going to be an elevator right away, dude. I know, but <laughs> what are you fucking Lucas? <laughs> what do you mean, dude? I'm just saying you should give yourself more credit than just one chick for banging someone in your building. I feel like just the proximity of someone you can bang and they're that close and you, they don't live with you, that's sick. That is pretty proximal, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. That honestly is awesome. That's like yeah. the easiest WYD text at two in the morning ever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, they don't even have gonna... to go outside. Yeah. Just come on. It's raining. Who cares? It's snowing. It's cold. It's hot. Great. There's heat in the hallway. Yeah. Who cares? Come upstairs, dude. Oh, shit. What happened here? Uh, I don't know. Backup recorder's got it. Thank God for the backup. Yeah, the backup recorder always coming in clutch. But yeah, so I'll put that on the I'll put that on the back burner. See what happens with that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe she'll make the first move. Yeah, I haven't texted. her. I already asked for your number. That's pretty big. Or did you ask for her number? She asked for mine. Ooh. So it really would be on me to make the first move. Which I just think I'm probably just not gonna do. Ultimately, I just don't see myself doing it. Yeah. But, you know you could. I know I could. Which is a nice little, you know, yeah, badge on your belt. You know, because, like, I was kind of talking to this one girl. Not talking to her, but, like, she... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking you know to her. You know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, she met me at one of the gigs like the point gig or something and like she dm me on instagram and we like kind of just chat back and forth and stuff like that and then like i never really kind of went forward with it and then like i saw her again you know she always comes out because she's like friends with people that go out and uh it's just like how many more of these types of situations am i going to put myself in you know <laughs> like how much you know and like i will say this though dude we played at high tops on uh uh, last Friday, and we really are starting to get people to come out. It's really cool, and we we Fuck yeah. we um John Joe and I met up yesterday, and just went through some originals, started doing some writing together, Fuck and I yeah. was like, this is great. You know, Joe is a really fucking good musician, 
and just like having the collaborative like ability to just kind of like bat ideas off of somebody. Yeah, and obviously John is fucking dope too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's a given. Yeah, I, I honestly feel like it goes I'm, without saying, but I had to say it. Yeah, you got to say it. I feel like, and this is a situation I like. I feel like I am the least musical person in that trio. Really? Yeah, because I think. I just coast off of Whalen and Charm, baby. <laughs> <laughs> got some chords. I got a couple of botched solos in my back pocket. But other than that, like, you know, <laughs> I'm not up there fucking melting faces or anything like that. Like, <laughs> I'm all about mid-song banter, baby. I mean, That's you're singing too, though. Yeah. Well, I've never respected singers as musicians. Even as a person whose primary thing musically is singing. <laughs> when I see a person on stage who doesn't do anything but just hold the microphone and sing, I get legitimately irritated. I just think, pick up a guitar or something, play some chords. Why did you have to hire a rhythm guitarist, dude? Yeah. You can't play a C, G, A minor behind your fucking bassist who's ripping and your lead guitarist who's ripping and your drummer who's fucking thrashing, and you can't just fucking play a couple chords to fill out the mix while you yeah. sing? Come on, dude. It's just like, it's annoying to me. You know? There's nothing that pisses me off more than that. I mean, there's a couple things that piss me off more dude, than that. But that's one day when you have to do that, I'm going to be like, got him. <laughs> when I'm up there just... When you're up there just one mic in it. <laughs> you, got ri- you got like three rhythm guitars. <laughs> <laughs> one, not even yeah, playing chords. On the xylophone. Each of them is playing one note <laughs> yeah. of the chord. <laughs> like, I'm just, you know, you know, you can't have a fucking five-piece group and then have one of them just be strictly singing. It's just kind of annoying to me. But, you know, that's that's the ideal situation to find myself in is where I'm playing with two dudes who are extremely musical and extremely good at what they do. And it just allows me to just come up with shit and then be like, nah, don't do that. Do this. And I'm like, good idea. I would have never thought. I would If, I, if you weren't here, I would have released this song. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, dope, though. How yeah. many times you guys meet up so far? Uh, well, this yesterday was the first uh, time we've met up for rehearsal that wasn't like rushed before a gig, just trying to slap some things together. Nice. You know, because m- most of the time we um, meet up like two hours before the point and just like kind of just review some stuff real quick, maybe toss in another two songs to yeah. the to the set list to mix it up a little bit. But other than that, like. We've never really had a time to actually just sit down and jam and mostly just work on our own stuff because, you know, obviously that's still the most important thing to me. And, you know, we all kind of agreed that, like, when we're playing a gig like The Point, you know, when we play a gig at High Tops, for instance, yeah, we have people come out. But also they have a, 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 a tremendous just bass crowd of people, High yeah. Tops. So, like... We're not just playing for people that came out to see us. We're playing for high tops. Yeah. And so at that point, you don't want to make it too much about you and your original music yeah, because yeah. people are going out to hear songs they like and want to sing along. But the point, to. the point, you pack that out. We pack that place out, and, and the people that go to see us go to see us. Yeah. So I Do look at John and Joe, maybe. and I'm like, why, why? You know, if it's our crowd anyway, why don't we just treat it like our fucking show? Yeah, yeah. You know, why the fuck not? So, and we were all kind of on the same plane on that, you know, which is cool. So, fuck yeah. Dude, I'm excited to hear some of the stuff you guys are working on. Yeah, man. It's, it's just funny to, it's just funny to see how stuff, uh, just kind of falls into place. And like, obviously at this point, it's very in like the beginning stages, but it feels good to me that 
it just seemed so, you know, because before, and, and what's funny is like back in the day, like five years ago, I had originally hit John up. Yeah. And, and, and like we met up in his basement with Will Beckman like one Saturday afternoon for like two hours and just uh-huh. stumbled through some ideas that I had and, and nothing <laughs> really ever panned out from it. And like, you know, it was then that I was like trying to like, I guess, you know, not in a bad way, but I was trying to trying force to like things build together. A band. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and you got like Sam and Mike. Yeah, and then as you go forward and you start just playing music, and especially the the age factor is a big thing too. Because yeah. how many people have just kind of dropped out of the race altogether just because they get to their mid twenties and they realize they get, well, they I get a job regular, out yeah. of college or and yeah. so now it's down to just pretty much the real ones. When you're in your late twenties, you're pretty real the at that real point. ones. You're dude. real ones. Like yeah. you know, if you're playing music, like John's a fucking Mine real one. Mine is Joe. <laughs> Mine is Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I would have fucking. Dude, Joe could still crack one out, dude. Mm-hmm. He could still crack out of the game. Nah, he's he seems like pretty hippie enough to fucking do it. Nice. I always I envy Joe. I wish I wish that you were in his position. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, damn. But also, dude. dude, now you're giving someone that position you wished you had. That's true. That's what they say. Uh, that's what somebody said once. <laughs> dude, <laughs> uh, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. They said, "Be the person you needed when you were younger." Yeah, and I was like, I saw Ooh. that in a meme the other day. Yeah, that's a good. Is that a, where you saw that? Yeah, I saw a meme. <laughs> Somebody said it. <laughs> Somebody said it, and I liked it. Oh shit! And uh, it's true though, dude. Because I, I mean, how much, how much fucking more awesome would I have been if instead of fucking playing in a band of like seventy year olds yeah, in Cecil County, Wild Roses, or the fuck it was, <laughs> no like denim and lace, and no, and no look, no offense to denim, and no lace, offense to denim and lace, and I change had the name, treme- <laughs> you gotta change the name, you guys gotta change the name. Um, I had a tremendous experience. I learned a ton from them. Yeah. I, it really developed me as a musician. But I, I often wonder, you know, if I was in Joe's position where we were playing stuff in the city and in Towson and, and yeah. gigs to people our own age and stuff like that instead of playing to like moms the whole time yeah, you know yeah. like and, and and I was in a group of people who were also still motivated to m- make our own stuff like the idea of writing a original music with them was like what that's not gonna fucking yeah, happen yeah. you know so like to be in that position at 19 years old or 21 if anybody from the points listening <laughs> it's just like it's fucking sweet dude it's fucking sweet but this was my path, dude. I had to be this guy for some fucking reason. I had to be the fucking garage boy. Dude, it's all going to make sense. I, it's starting to. I think, like, uh, I was talking about this to someone recently. I forget who, but talking about, like, where you want to be and how, like, I think I think you kind of cheat yourself out of the journey and also like kind of a sense of like accomplishment or like worthiness of like like dude if you were in a band at 19 and you blew the fuck up i feel like you wouldn't be able to appreciate it as much as if like you know oh yeah and i and the music i made would have been fucking stupid well and then it's also a thing where like you wouldn't really have much to like look back on and like i feel like the like uh when people talk about like their journey through because like obviously i've listened to like a ton of people talking about their come up and whatever aspect of art or music that they want to do and i feel like they always talk about like the stuff about like where they're struggling and like 
those were like the days that were like the craziest because like you were just doing it. Yeah. It's what makes you it's what makes you you. Struggle yeah. struggle or what was it? Abraham Lincoln said it, her on the radio. Hey, Abraham Link- Not Lincoln from his said voice. this. He said this. Shit's uh, hard, dog. The struggle <laughs> is real. He said, uh, <laughs> hardship is what introduces a man to himself. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Because I never would have known who I was as an artist until I had to just consistently just fail over and over and over again and have Whoa. nothing work out the way I planned it. Or even just like... Like, you were doing denim and lace, but you're still doing, like, seasons and cheesecake and melting pot or whatever. But then you finally had a thing where it was like, all right, these restaurant jobs just aren't working out. Yeah. I might as well just start doing music. Yeah. And I feel like that was probably, like, one of the best decisions oh, yeah. that you've made in, like, the past couple of years. Which isn't saying much. But I mean, no. I mean, <laughs> it definitely was the best decision I made in the past couple of years. I mean, but I mean, it's, like, a big decision, too. So it's, like... It's, I'm not trying to like belittle that or anything. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I think I'm trying to belittle it. Yeah, I know, dude, because you're fucking <laughs> but humble. <laughs> I look at Too every humble, dude. <laughs> I look at every decision I've ever made and I'm like, was that really my decision or did I just fuck up? Have I just <laughs> failed up? I really feel yeah. like I've just failed. Like, like, but literally. I think like, that's like the story of most successful people. Like, they're, they're like learning from their mistakes. They're like still making them, but. If you're not making mistakes, you're not learning. Exactly. And I just kind of said but that two different ways as a cop-out because I forgot where I was going. But, but it, it sounded worked. good. It sounded good. <laughs> it sounded you good, were digging dude. it, too. Fucking, I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm voting for this guy, dude. He really puts these one-liners together, dude. Dude, I've learned that from politicians, dude. <laughs> just got to say some shit and then say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm I'm definitely looking for it. It's just funny. It's just funny how how life works out. But it's funny how life works out. But you can't live a life without work. <laughs> you just say the same two things twice. <laughs> you just switch the two words. <laughs> With all due respect to those people on that floor. Yeah. There is a tremendous amount of balls you gotta have. To fucking step up there and know that people are coming for your fucking throat and still... Damn, I think the pod picked up that thunder. That was crazy. Oh, shit, did it? Yeah, I think sick. so. That was sick. Sick, dude, sick. But, like, I, th- I look at those situations, I'm like, I feel like I got some pretty sweet ideas. I feel like I can yap a little bit, but, like, if I was up on that stage, I feel like I would just look like a fucking idiot, dude. Mm-hmm. Like... Because I don't think, I really don't think that, I think those forums of, like, the even idea of a debate like that is kind of an antiquated thing. Because all those types of public debates and things like that, they all originated from a time period where um, that was the only option. You know, they didn't have access to the technology and to the network that we have now. And I really do honestly feel like you have a better idea of a candidate by watching something like Joe Rogan or Charlemagne or something like that versus watching them up on stage where they're limited to 40 seconds of some, you know, watered down, 
punchline version of what they're thinking to where you can't even really tap into who they are as an actual human being, where they're coming from, what their actual worldview is. Because that's an important thing. Like I, I look at a person like, well, what is my first thing that I, I think about when even even in people in regular life is like, what is your ideal world? You know, what is your ideal world? Like, what is your ultimate vision for humanity and for the future and things like that? Um, and you can't really gather that from from something like that debate the other night, you know, whether it's Democrats or Republicans. So, like, I I almost can't even stand watching. It. And I think one of the reasons I, I don't think I'm the only one, because I think that, like I said earlier, I think people, think people got so used to having somebody just air shit out in a plain, casual way that it's almost difficult to watch it go back to that kind of bullshit again, mm -hmm. you know? So, I don't know. I think, I hope, uh, hopefully by the next debate, they will have thinned out the herd a little bit. Yeah, hopefully. I mean... I think, dude, 20 people is way too many. But it's also like, dude, some of those people, I just want to look at them and be like, look, dude, you're not going to be president. Can you just... What are yeah. you doing? Like, do you yeah, think... Yeah, I don't get that. Do I you get actually why, like, think... People with less than even 1% of like the prospective vote even stick around or even thought that, like, oh, yeah, I'll go. I'll definitely win this mm -hmm. shit. Like, the people that haven't been already making headlines before I even announced my campaign... I'm going to beat them. <laughs> like It's fucking ignorance. Let me uh, expound on a... This isn't necessarily a conspiracy theory I have, but it's a, yeah. it's kind of like a, something I was thinking about. Okay. First of all, I want to touch back on what I just said. If you're running, at campaigning at 1%, but you're not running in one of the major parties, you're just in the general election voting for, you know, running as the Green Party independent uh libertarian party whatever yeah um, i mean we weren't talking about that no that's what i meant like yeah, yeah. if you're if you're somebody who's just but running if you're running in the democratic party or the republican party and you're not if if you walk down the street let's say maybe five out of ten people know the top three candidates mm -hmm. and if you ask those five people specifically and they don't know your name you got no shot, dude. Yeah, pretty much. You pretty got much. no shot. Pretty much. It's right now. It's Bernie, Biden, and then honestly, there's a couple more too. I bet yeah. Kamala, yeah, Buttigieg, and Yang, and that's mm -hmm. probably it. Mm -hmm. And Yang, I think, is more known of in like our Just sphere, like the internet yeah. sphere. But my my thought and what I think could possibly be going on, and it almost kind of makes sense to me. Um, I think that. Just like the Democratic Party clearly, you know, if there's one thing that we found out about political parties the last election cycle is that they clearly have an idea of who they want to win. Uh -huh. Obviously, I mean, it's worked into the system. It's why it's why both the Republicans and Democrats have, you know, in the Democratic Party, it's called superdelegates. In, in, in the Republican Party, it's called something else. But, like, they have, like, the public vote, and then they have, like, the party establishment also cast their vote for who they want to win. And the Democratic Party is almost set up in the way that they divide the power of uh, the base, the public versus the establishment. It's kind of like half and half. Like, I mean, one of the main reasons that I really think that Bernie Sanders didn't win the uh, Democratic primary last time was, and people always say, look, well, Hillary still edged him out in the popularity vote. But how many of those people 
only voted for Hillary, even though they really weren't excited about her, they really kind of actually sympathize with Bernie's ideas more. How many of those people only voted for Hillary because they had heard on the news for the past year that all the superdelegates were going to vote for Hillary and that really Bernie had no shot? Like it was really like Bernie had to win like a ridiculous amount of states to even like he if he wanted to win, he would have had to win so many more fucking states over just to have a chance against Hillary. Like all Hillary had to do was kind of like do like a little bit. And she was winning. But how much of the fact that people knew from the jump that all the party officials were going to vote for her, did that affect Bernie's chances? And also, the fact that Debbie Wasserman Schultz was caught rigging that election to purposefully uh, bias towards Hillary Clinton. The fact that we all know that Democratic, the, the Democratic Party and Republican Party, the Republican Party did it to Trump by keeping 16 people in debates well into a time period where it was obvious that there were only three people that were even legitimate contenders, but they put, they kept the 16 people in just to fucking throw him off, obviously, because they didn't want him to win. So it's very clear to me that like, yo, what do you think about those guys, like a guy like Eric Swalwell or, or some of those guys that are up on stage that you're looking at going, there's no way that this guy should be here. But then I heard what you brought up earlier. When he goes to Biden, he's, he's kind of talking, but then he goes, and that man that said that to me was vice president, was then Senator Joe Biden, and the whole crowd erupts, and they all go crazy, and it's awesome. Do you think that the Democratic Party, in this instance, has an idea of who they want to win? And are putting other people in the race to either build up the candidate they want to win or take away votes from the people that they think might uh, – like, like basically let's say for, for uh, sake of argument, Joe Biden is the favorite of the establishment. He's the longest – tenured person in the party he's clearly the the you know he has the obama thing behind him and like let's say he's the person that all the democratic power party people want yeah do you think that they could be potentially placing other people in that 20 person candidate forum to either pump him up or take away votes from from like basically if they know that okay guys we believe that 40 percent of the party is going to vote for joe biden in the primary uh -huh. however if we can put other guys in that primary race that and take away votes from take Bernie away votes from Bernie or Harris, yeah, yeah. then we can basically make we can basically divide and conquer all of his opposition to the point where no other candidate can have as many votes as him. Yeah, I, I mean that's definitely probably a thing. Yeah, but, so that's why I see guys that are polling at one percent. I'm like, well, that's why they're in there. There's no way that they actually think that they're going to fucking win. They were probably that's probably a backroom conversation where they're like, hey, listen, uh, Governor Swalwell or whatever or Hickenlooper, or whatever. You, we're going to run for president. We're going to campaign you for president, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And uh, basically, you know, they might not say it outright, but they're, you know, your job is essentially to take votes away from anybody who's not going to vote for Joe Biden. And in return, we got something for you in the Biden administration. You might get a promotion. Yeah. You think? Yeah, probably. I mean, and that's like the thing, that's at least the thing when people... Uh, drop out later on in the primaries mm -hmm. like i mean that's what half of like the original trump cabinet was was like fucking chris christie and all those other fucking dumbasses oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> talking about oh, yeah. beer <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but like yeah you have guys that like they get down the line and they're like oh you know what like i'm clearly not gonna win but if i drop out that's gonna look good for me i might get a good job uh you know when trump wins or something like that so i always think about that stuff and that's why that's another reason why it's just like I, I mean, I, maybe you and I might disagree on this, but I don't think that fucking Marianne chick has a fucking chance in hell. 
I don't know, dude. I mean, when it really comes down to it, like, I think that there was, like, a little shock factor to the fact that she was, like, so wacky about the things that she was saying. But, like, when it really comes down to it, it's, like, when people start getting serious and they're, like, all right, we're about to pick the potential next president of the United States, I don't know if they're going to go for the crystals, what's your sign chick. I mean, I women know. might. I think a lot of people like that shit, dude. Young white women. I think a lot of people like that I shit. I think young white women. Like Marianne Williamson. Yeah, and they're going to convince all the people they know. Young, hot vote for astrology her, chicks, dude. They just yeah. got to walk around at bars just talking to fucking... Too many dudes on Tinder are going to get turned. They're going to get turned out, dude. <laughs> they're going to get turned out, and they're going to be voting Marianne, dude. <laughs> that would be a hilarious selection between Trump and, and Marianne Williamson. I couldn't even imagine that. But I really do, do want to see the Bernie Sanders-Trump uh, Race. I thought we. I thought America deserved that in 2016. I thought that would have been a legitimate political race between. That's two. like the title fight. That is the title fight, dude. You got to have it. That is like. That's like the. It's Mayweather versus McGregor, dude. That's Mayweather-Pacquiao, baby. Two Mayweather legends. Mayweather-Pacquiao. Mayweather-Pacquiao. Yeah. But the, re- the reason I say it's Mayweather-Pacquiao is because I don't think Bernie's in his prime anymore. Dude. Well, I don't Pacquiao know. Pacquiao wasn't be, his prime. It could be a Mayweather-McGregor, though, dude. The the new loud guy coming in Mayweather the seasoned Mag- veteran. Mayweather-McGregor would be Marianne Williamson versus <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. That would be the ridiculous, are you kidding me, fight. <laughs> Mayweather-Pacquiao is... Dude, I me- literally think... I think... Um, I think... Marianne is the Democratic version of Trump last election. I said it before, but I literally think I think she might get further than anyone thinks. I can I can see that analogy. I can see that. I think you I think you might be right, but also here's the thing. I don't know if the loud It's wacky, like a perfect storm, dude. Female president, crystal lady, outsider, and also they're somewhat successful because she kept bragging about her friend being the prime minister of New Zealand. So, like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't... The only thing that I see, because I agree with you, I think she is potentially... I think it's a perfect storm. ...the counterpart. However, I'm not convinced that the Democratic Party is... Is going to go that route. Exactly, because yeah. I think the Republican Party is full of a lot of working class people who wild are cards. sick of the system. Wild cards. They're tired of politicians getting up there and talking. Too many shit. Democrats are straight-laced fucking nerds. Exactly. So the Republican Party, when there's a fucking old white guy getting up there being like, fuck this, that's bullshit, you're a clown, Rosie O'Donnell's fat, vote for me. The Republicans <laughs> were like, let's fucking go. This is what I've been waiting for. The Democrats aren't motivated by that the democrats are so much more like well his credentials he's a yale grad and he's been like they say they want that wild card candidate but then you see that and then you look at the uh the democratic primary and there's only one black chick one black dude most of them are old white guys and then like a crystal chick and then like one asian guy wild card out of 20 people you have two black people um which is actually uh, lower than the actual. Also, it's funny that they split them up. Yeah, They're like we need to at least have one black person per debate. Per debate, exactly. <laughs> at random. Yeah. At, at random. random. <laughs> at random, we're gonna do this. But it's and then you know they had they had Bernie and Elizabeth on different nights probably because they realized that their views are so they're kind of like yeah. Elizabeth Warren is kind of like the female Bernie, I guess, in some people's eyes. But like, 
it's weird because they say they're all about the Dude, new it'd be faces. So funny if Bernie was just a staunch like, no, yeah, I'm one sixteenth. I'm uh, I'm one sixteenth Cherokee, <laughs> and uh, I'm one percent. The one percent Navajo, <laughs> the one percent. <laughs> but it's like you know, what I mean? you know what I mean though. It's like they say they're all about that, but then you look at their front runners and they're all old white people. It's like yeah. Democrats. I know what you're really about, bro. You say you're all about the fucking new faces, new voices, but at the end of the day, Joe Biden's your front runner right now. The yeah. oldest, whitest, Coasting most establishment guy you could Obama find. Obama presidency. You're exactly. just like hoping people remember him from being. In the memes with Obama, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Uncle cool Joe, Uncle dude. Joe, memes. Uncle Joe invited to the barbecue, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> or the cookout. Dude. It's amazing how much that has an effect on public opinion. Like Obama was always looked at as a fucking cool dude, dude. He was sitting in there and he would say some stuff like "yo," and then Joe Biden would be like, "Should we do that?" That being said, Obama was a good president at yeah, the he end was of good. the day. He was good. He was good for the but, public because people like But him. Joe Biden didn't do shit as vice president. He what was there for the photo op and then there's a bunch of footage of him now just like fondling kids by accident. <laughs> <laughs> just accidentally molesting children. A vice president <laughs> is literally the highest profile, most just useless job. Just enough to forget where the official is. <laughs> 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 It's like, damn, if this guy had his head on straight, he'd be a rapist. <laughs> he's not. No, he just he's just accidentally touching shit because he just forgot that kids aren't made of plastic. <laughs> it's like, oh, these aren't dolls. <laughs> these aren't props. <laughs> <laughs> the vice president, the vice presidency is quite possibly the, the most useless job. I mean, obviously, it's the person who becomes president if the other president gets booted out or killed or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, if you look at the official jobs of the vice president, it's literally like, I think he's like... Like, dude, so many people, like, and still, like, so many people were upset about the Mike Pence VP pick, mm -hmm. but he, I don't think he's done anything. You don't, <laughs> don't do anything. Dude, anything. you literally don't do anything as vice president. Your official jobs... Like, I know he did shit. I know he's Prior, like, yeah, when yeah, he was, like, prior, governor of Indiana like or whatever. a shitty person or whatever. Yeah. But... That's what is not he doing? Your he's job like, isn't to do shit. Your job is like to be the, the hype man at a fucking speech. Yeah, like, you hype him up. Ladies and gentlemen, don't fucking He flies in a Trump. different plane because he hypes up Trump before he gets on stage. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a big fucking clock <laughs> medallion on him. <laughs> big ass Donald Trump! <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Trump time, baby! <laughs> Mike Pence. Jeez. No, dude, you're literally the tiebreaker. Right? You're the tiebreaker <laughs> for the Senate, and then like you're like the postmaster general. I don't even know what <laughs> you do. I don't even know what you do as a vice president. It's something so so stupid, and it's like it's like really, what do you like? Okay, perfect example. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I know Hillary's dead. She's gone. She's not dead, but she's gone. <laughs> Dude, everybody was always like, she's Hillary's so... in a hyperbolic time chamber <laughs> to preserve her tissue until I still science think is advanced enough to fix her. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be fucking and hilarious. And then she'll run for president and She again. just popped... I want her so bad to just <laughs> throw her hat in the race and just have Dude, so that'd be so sick. Are you fucking kidding me? It's like Smash Bros. half through the fucking game. But like, new challengers, <laughs> Mr. Hayne. Clinton in a fucking wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> IVs poking out of her. <laughs> but like people would always be like she's the most qualified person ever to run for president i was like i looked at i read it on wikipedia one day i was like all right so 
Bill Clinton, her husband, was the governor of Arkansas, and she was the first lady of Arkansas for four years. Mm -hmm. Then he became president for eight years, and she was the first lady of the United States for four years. Mm -hmm. Then, randomly, without any prior... I mean, she, like, I guess basically had, like, unwritten jobs in his uh, administration. She was, like, heading commissions and stuff like that, and it was like, nobody elected this person. She's not even a government official. Kind of the same thing they say about Ivanka Trump. They're like, why is she doing this? She's not elected. But, like, she was doing that, and then she just made, like, a complete lateral move to, like, senator of New York. Mm-hmm. And then she was senator of New York for eight years or something like that. And then just became the, uh, what's it called? Secretary of State, like the foreign policy person. And it was like, so in reality, she's only ever been just a senator and a secretary of state under Obama for four years. Mm-hmm. How is that the most qualified person ever? Being married to the president is not a qualification for presidency. Yeah. I mean, it's like... Uh yeah, I don't know. It's like uh, experience by proximity, I yeah. guess. Like Bill Burr has that bit where but, he's like, you know, yeah, like know. It, Tom Brady's wife isn't throwing any fucking touchdowns. Yeah. You know, it's like just because your husband's doing it doesn't like like even when people talk about like Michelle Obama should run for president. It's like, why? Why? I mean, right. I get it. Like, like she wants to a run lawyer. for president. She has two degrees or whatever, but she made a dietary plan for schools. Yeah. She changed the food pyramid for the eighth time in 20 years. Now grains are bad. Grains used to be the biggest fucking part of a pyramid. They were the base, dude. They were the base. That was what you were supposed to eat the most of. Now they're like, carbs Carbs are the worst. And then they put fitness on the food pyramid. Remember that? No. Remember that? I don't remember that. In like high school when like you had the typical pyramid. I don't remember learning about the food pyramid past middle school. What kind of classes were you in? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, dude. (laughs) I don't fucking know. But I remember there was a food pyramid going around that I saw in high school ish times. Maybe it was late middle school, eighth grade health class. I don't fucking know. But it was like the pyramid, and then on the side it had like a side triangle that went up the side of the pyramid that like expanded the pyramid. Mm-hmm. So like the base was wider, and then it like came up to the same point. Yeah, that just said fitness. <laughs> I was like, why? So it's like they're trying to draw like a three D pyramid. Exactly, and, and they it's just like tacked dude, it on. <laughs> you don't. That, that's not fitness. Isn't a food. Like yeah. I get that it's part of being healthy. Yeah, but is this the health pyramid now? Yeah, it's not. It's the food pyramid. Like, tell me what else was to fucking eat. You know, they put the grease at the top. <laughs> grease? <laughs> grease. <laughs> Just grease. Yeah, the movie Grease. <laughs> like, never watch this. <laughs> Don't watch this. <laughs> Only watch this 1% of the time that you would watch anything. <laughs> What's the food pyramid now? Is it like greens? Google grains, it. They got it. I guarantee you the cheese, food pyramid is meat. like... Off and the fucking charts right some now. Shit. Candy. Gotta Candy's got to be the, the oil and fats. That's got to be the top still, right? Current food. Current food pyramid 2019. <laughs> oh, I'm going to type that. Food. I'm a Google wizard. Pyramid. I know exactly what to type. 2019. Let's see what we got here. What if it's the same fucking thing and you're just like, oh, yeah, that was a dream, I guess. <laughs> Safe food. All right, so here's what we got here. It still looks like grains at the bottom. No, dude, fruits and vegetables at the bottom now. Weird. They switched they have up. They a lot of sugar, though. You're not you're supposed to eat too much fruit. That's what I've been told. 
Well, this 2019 so I just cut it out of my diet completely. 2019 <laughs> fruits and vegetables are the most important thing. Wow. Five to seven servings. I understand a day. vegetables, but I feel like uh, you yeah, can overdo it on fruit. You can overdo it, but like. It's hard to overdo it on fruit. Like if you if you try to eat enough apples to get fat, you're oh, yeah, you, you yeah. can't do it. You I eat like half I mean an apple. I more so like uh, like berries and other shit. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's also there's a different type of sugar too. It's like yeah. not processed. It's you know it's a healthy. Your body needs sugar, and so like you know, I didn't realize I was supposed to eat this much fucking fruit and vegetables. I don't think I eat any fruits and vegetables. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then it goes associate fruits and vegetables five to seven servings a day. Whole meal, cereals, breads, potatoes, pasta, and rice, three to five. I get a lot of carbs. Milk, yogurt, and cheese up next. Take that, vegans. I don't eat any of that. Meat, poultry, and fish next. Take That's that, vegetarians. Then you got fats, spreads, and oils, which apparently is, is important. Yeah, it says the very, in very small amounts, and then at the very top is foods and drinks high in fat, sugar, and salt. Damn. Not every day. Dude, not going to lie, my... If this entire pyramid was flipped, that would be my diet. <laughs> <laughs> just eating Snickers bars coated yeah, in dude. mayo. Yeah. <laughs> wrapped in salami. Eating a lot of meat, not too many vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> you're a big candy guy, dude. So you're definitely, a, you, you live you live on the top floor yeah, yeah. of this pyramid, I got the dude. penthouse, dude. <laughs> I'm chilling right in the, the middle. I'm a mid floor. Your penthouse, I'm fucking... Uh, I, I so when I when I get in the elevator, people are like, "Couldn't you just take the stairs?" <laughs> I'm at I'm at milk, meat, and You're bread. Milk, milk lemonade, dude. Oh, I'm yeah. around the corner where fudge is made. Damn, that's sick, dude. I can't believe that was a thing people said. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, fucked. Well, we figured that out finally. We got to the bottom of it. I think for we sure. can get out of here. I think our fans are finally happy. Yeah, they finally know about the food pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they took fitness back off it again. I Dude, guess. yeah, you don't need fitness to be healthy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they were just like, well, if we just tell just them to eat a very less sedentary per- life and then do short bursts of extreme exercise <laughs> randomly. <laughs> Random short no bursts. No stretching. <laughs> just walking down the hallway. Just hang just out sprint. in the sun all day. No suntan lotion. It's basically exercise. I Dude, I was thinking that when I was at the beach this week. I was laying in, I was like, I didn't work out today, but I did get sunburned. Yeah. <laughs> I feel tired from the sun. Is that the same thing? I feel like I can eat any. Dude, I, feel I was like, tired for two days straight after that shoot I was in at Ocean City. Oh, dude, there's something about Ocean City that just makes you tired, Life's and it's probably the drinking man. and sitting in the sun all day. I wasn't doing that. I was working. So I think you it was the a sun, combination though, right? of working and being in the sun. The sun gets you, but at the same time, it's like, it's the same sun that's over here. No, but I just mean like being out in it for like, dude, I was outside all day for, we got there at like noon, and we left at 11. I was out in the sun for a good eight to nine hours. Did you guys get a room, or did you? No, we came back that night. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Damn. I've been. Yeah, if you guys it got just a room. it made like we didn't want to stay down there. Yeah, especially at like eleven's doable. You drive back, and then also it's like, dude, where are we gonna get a room to sleep in? And then they're gonna wake us up mad early to kick us out. Yeah, and then we're gonna be like tired as fuck. We're like, I guess we did go to the beach. Check out at eleven a.m. Yeah. is brutal, dude. 
sometimes it's ten too. Yeah. It's like I've never I'm had on a tenant. vacation. Let me chill. I know, dude. Like, You're like, not letting them check in till three anyway. Like get to fucking gather. Honestly, you don't che- need six hours to clean a room. Yeah, you really don't, and it stresses me out checking out because like that's like i always wait till the last minute i get out of bed at like 10 45 and i'm like Fuck. and then i'm then the whole ride home i'm like what did i forget i know i forgot something what yeah. did i forget but i don't fucking know dude <laughs> <laughs> that's another problem that we will leave unsolved for you yeah uh fucking every second wednesday and fourth wednesday i got shows at the crown second wednesday is top secret uh, kind of like 8 p.m. doors, 8.30 show, and then, uh, I said top secret, right? And then mm-hmm. the fourth Wednesday, same kind of time frame at the Crown is hot set. How long is the show? Uh, they're usually over by like 10, 10.30. So like pretty much like... So like hour and a half, two hours Get some hours cross maybe. traffic with the Motorhouse mic on those yeah, nights? Yeah, well, it's a booked show, so, I mean, we have a couple drop-ins for each show, but, uh... You know, it's usually, it's definitely a thing that the comics on the show and then even me sometimes, there's enough time to do both. Sweet. So it works out. And it's Sweet. like two blocks away. Yeah, so I'm just thinking from an audience perspective, like you can go yeah, check I mean, out that and hit the mic. Yeah. Well, yeah, audience too. But come to mind first because uh, you're my fan. It also starts <laughs> first. So. Dude, shout out to fucking, uh, fucking uh, Antonio, dude. Antonio Styles, dude. Oh, yeah, what happened? He came out to Hot Set last week. Or two weeks ago. No, it was last week. He came out last week. And he's like, yeah, I heard about it on the podcast. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know if I told you this, but um, I was talking with Rachel Morris. And she was like, you know, like Allegra like, loves your guys' podcast. And I was Hell like, yeah. what? She was like, yeah. She was like, I just listen to it while I paint. And I was like, nice, awesome. awesome. That's sick. So that's awesome, dude. That's killer. Yeah, that's that was sweet. sick. So thanks for coming out, dude. If you hear this. That was for you. Every second Wednesday, <laughs> uh, yeah, every second Wednesday, Top Secret at the Crown, and every fourth Wednesday, Hot Set. Hell yeah. Good shit. Um, I got other stuff, but I don't feel like... Oh, uh, this is probably isn't going to be out, but July 5th, Don't Stop Comedy with our buddy Dark Mark Joyner. Uh, undisclosed location, Fells Point, but it's where we shot four and a half stars. It's a fucking dope top floor, full spread of the building room and it's gonna be sick dude i'm going to that both yeah. of my gigs were canceled that day fuck yeah i'm going to that hell yeah, what are you doing fourth of july are you coming to the legion get yes, some hot dude. dogs obviously bro. Hell yeah. obviously hitting the legion hell yeah dude. Um, big weekend this weekend uh let's see well damn i gave away my weekend i'll be at don't stop comedy <laughs> on the fifth i'll be at the american legion eating tons of free hot dogs on the fourth uh i'll be at um High Tops this Saturday for happy hour, just 48, with the duo of Undisclosed Proportions. Not sure who it's going to be yet, um, but I might try to mix it up. It might be a very interesting character that you might want to catch. That's 4 to 8 at High Tops and Timonium. And then uh, Clotta Pub in Canton for uh, happy hour on Sunday, 3 to 7. And then all, always, as always, the horse you came in on in Fells Point Every Sunday from 10 to close, I'll be there this Sunday as well. Uh, so definitely check that out as well. Fuck yeah. And that's it, folks. <laughs> LOTS Podcast <laughs> across <laughs> the board that's all, on folks. everything. Follow us, subscribe, uh, give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, say what's up to us out in public, but don't embarrass us in front of our friends. Yeah. Catch you next week. Peace. <laughs>